We are not sports censor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Debate Amongst Friends. I am the Professor John Guiding. My co-host over here is Doc Leesner, the podcasting beast, and we're ready to provide you with another fun edition of sports news, analysis, and the reads. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Debate Amongst Friends. Um, Prof, we have a new champion out there. And new! And first time. First time. Major League Baseball World Series champion of the world, the Washington Nationals. Wow. I mean, kind of have that. They they need some kind of hype. I can understand. I understand. I understand. I will say that I am, you know, deeply depressed and saddened that you know I was going for the Houston for Houston thing, but uh, looks like Washington pulled it off. The the DC cloud is on dock right now. Uh, at least at least for baseball. Uh, absolutely. We, we absolutely. have to wait and see what city decides to put a cloud over Houston for basketball. But wow. um, I had a chance to watch the tail end of this game. It was uh, it you could you could definitely tell that the wind got taken out of the Astros sails. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the seventh inning. Um, sure. I think at that point, the game was pretty much over. But then they added more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I definitely understand that. And, yeah, they, they really did come out to play in this final game. And, again, I, I wish, you know, I wish that the Astros could have pulled it out. But, I mean, hey, like you always say, the best team will win. Well, and this is one of the things that I was able to find with the advanced analytics was the Astros left so many people on base. Mm-hmm. And that killed them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it was like uh, like 80-something people were left on base. I don't have the complete number on me right now, but... Sure, sure. But, I mean, That's- Wow. That's a lot of that's a lot of missed opportunity. It's a lot of missed opportunities. But I mean, so far in 2019, uh, mm-hmm. we had, you know, I think three brand new champions in the well, I want to say four major sports, but you know, four major sports, um, one in, in two leagues for one particular sport and one in baseball that we just had. Interesting. So, I mean, I'm always interested I get in that kind of stat. No, absolutely. I, I get it. And, and and that's one of those things that I think a lot of people probably overlook. Um, but really, it's, I mean, it's important. I just think that one stat you just threw out there, I mean, about leaving people on base. I mean, that's the kind of stat that you would take back. I mean, obviously, if they had more games to play. You know, you would uh, emphasize that in mm-hmm. your your in your meeting. Like, hey guys, like this is what we had, and yeah. this is what we left on the table. So, 
I, I think that's important. Huge. Well, I mean, and that's just one stat, of course. Um, I think the of other course. stat, which is really important, is, you know, I mean, you heard me talk about the pitching, but once again, it was the pitching that, you know, ultimately decided um, how the rest of the series was going to go. Um, I know the um, Astros are losing quite a few people, actually, in fact, um, this offseason. Um in fact, they're going to try to re-sign uh, Garrett Cole back. Um, he's going to get paid this offseason. It's going to be ridiculous when when you think about it. Um, he yeah. pretty much had a real dominant um, off uh, not offseason uh, playoffs. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but I think um, you know, again, great series. Um, you know, congratulations to the Nationals. Well, yeah. I and, mean, um, and, and it suffice to say that any series that goes seven games is going to be a pretty, you know, good series unless both teams act like bums. Without question. I mean. And I mean, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I mean, with end always becomes new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we end World Series baseball and we kind of jump right into college basketball. Two games tonight kicking off the new season for NCAA men's basketball. Louisville, number five ranked team versus Miami. And Kansas versus Duke, which I always feel Duke always has like a tough opponent well, in the beginning Doc, of the season. Hold on, hold on. Uh oh. We, we, we do have. One oh yeah, one more. I'm sorry. That's I'm already sorry. in progress. In fact, they're a, they're about six minutes away from halftime. Actually, the way this was set up, it's actually several games. I don't know why. You know, come on, come on, Google, come on, Google. Yes, that's why. A shout out to NCAA.com. You gotta go straight to the source. Yeah, because there's like 90 games on. I mean, I yeah. can't even. I'm not. Well, I can't even this count. Is, all this these is games. opening night, so. You know, they're going to – this is like that midnight madness that they usually do. Um, but, yeah, fact, some, just to highlight – That's the four games that finished already earlier today. Right, and that's what I was going to say. Just to highlight some of the top 25 games, you got VCU going against St. Francis, Xavier versus Jacksonville, Maryland versus Holy Cross. I do see Florida's going against North Florida, Gonzaga versus ASU, mm-hmm. Memphis versus South Carolina State. Uh, so it looks like there's a lot of basketball. I see Villanova's playing Army today. Yep. Uh, Oregon versus Fresno State. So it looks like they got all the top 25. Um, For the most part, yeah. Basic, yeah, 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 playing. And even Michigan State, the number one ranked team, up against Kentucky, the number two ranked team. Yep. So they put the top four teams. And I kind of like this, actually. You know, mm-hmm. let, let's see, you know, the, in, in the quotes of to man who, who said, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. I mean, mm-hmm. let's see what you got. You know, let's we have the got. top two seeds, well, the top two ranked teams in America going up against each other opening night. And then the next two top seeds going up against each other in opening night. Like, that's the kind of thing that you want to kick off, you know, basketball season. You know, there's Indeed. no there's no questions about who beat whom and whom beat what. You know, this very first game will help decide like who will stay up top, you know, throughout the season, barring of course upsets and whatnot. 
of course. Um, but you know, that's why we love college basketball, and I'm I'm expecting an exciting season for my Dukies. Um, I'm pretty sure that people are going to be out there, you know, questioning this game if we were to quote unquote lose. Oh, that we're overrated, that we're bums, so on and so forth. It sounds like a normal. Uh, Duke season to me right there. Not not that, wow. that I'm not saying that they're bums. Yes, I'm is, saying stop putting words in my mouth. Oh stop my it. god. Don't put words yeah, in my starting, mouth. Starting starting over. I was saying that the people who don't like Duke will say that. I'm not saying this. Oh my god. Don't don't Somebody don't got... don't you turn this into into first take. <laughs> Somebody come get prop. He's just Ah, come Don't on. you turn this in the first take, Doc. Wow. Because Any... I will do the gerbil blasphemous on air oh, again. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. He did it. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. You still love it, though, because it just comes out no, of no. nowhere. <laughs> no, it, it, it's definitely great. Um, and I let you be great. I never shut you down. I think that's hilarious. And yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, I see what you did there. Um, but last for this intro to our show, and of course, well, we always want to welcome back our people from around the world. Around the apparently. world, apparently. Yeah, which is awesome. Definitely appreciate the support. If you ever have any questions or want to leave any comments, please feel free to log on to Anchor FM, Anchor.fm, and record that message. We'll try to either play it online or at least answer your questions. Um, yes, and that's, so that's for questions, comments, comments, I mean, yeah. Complaints. If you don't, if you don't like what Prop has to say, see me in the comments. I'm more than happy to put it down for you. And if it's not me, it's that podcasting. East across from me, the Loch Ness Monster himself, Doc Leesner. He will give you the facts, make you cry, and dance all night. I mean, I'm going to do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, I mean, honestly, I do feel like we... Um, we owe to our fans just keep doing this and keep putting out content. We've been doing this for a couple of years and we want to make sure that we're giving you exactly what you want. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything that we say that you're just like, we want you to comment or we want you to discuss this more, let us know. Yes. Um, but lastly, lastly, I just want to give it up for my three fantasy teams that came out on top this week to sure Yahoo. Right. Yes, the, the freaking hat trick. <laughs> Two Yahoo, one NFL. Um, I am seven and one in one league. Um, seven and two, actually, in another league. I actually five and four in the other Yahoo league. So, I mean, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. But the one thing I did notice, um, I did notice. Actually, I'm eight and one in one league, seven and two in one league, and then five and four in the other, okay. is that it doesn't matter how great you draft. It's all about the waiver wire. It is all about the waiver wire. Oh, it's, my goodness. Especially, you know, this season is a huge testament of how powerful the waiver wire can be. Yes, because, I mean, there are so many people, and some people just gave up. You know, now, after I went on my three-game or two-game skid, um, I could have gave up in that other league, which, like I told you, you need, like, 19 quarterbacks in. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep pushing through. 
And we've had so many injuries that I was able to go out and get more quarterbacks than I need. So it's like right now I have so many quarterbacks on the roster and it's like I got options. You I do. got options. You do. So so and then we also what we're gonna talk about later. Um, you know, we have some benchings. So, you know, with those benchings gives opportunity. And you know how we feel about you know how we feel about opportunity. Gotta take it. And we always visited it all the time. I, I, I saw what you did there. I saw what you did. A little Borderlands humor there. Just a little Borderlands humor. Um, but, you know, this week, you know, we're, we're jockeying for position for the playoffs. Obviously, the, the season's coming down to an end. Um, it's at the halfway point right now. Well, no, I mean, it's pretty much over because I think the playoffs for fantasy football starting around week 12, week, week 13. Yeah, week, week 13, yeah. You're right. You're right so... That. Well, uh, and so, some of yeah, these actually um, go into the playoffs too. Nah, there are some not, that not, actually goes into it. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and like I said, I'm looking forward to um, to doing this. I think it's going to be great. Um, there are some people who, like I said, have given up. And if you're one of those people, I would suggest that you fight to the very end, to the very last don't, bit. Yeah, don't stop believing. Because you just never know. You might just be able to squeeze into that last spot and and, and just, you know, you're right there. You're right there. I get it. Don't, don't give up yet. Um, but I think that's all I had for this particular segment. So we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. We're going to stay on the hardwood and we're going to transition from the collegiate level to the professional level. Week Two of the NBA season is now in the books. We have some standings. We have some riding. And we have some pleasant with the utmost disrespect. And we'll get to that last point in a moment. But Doc, if I was to tell you that the Miami Heat was tied in first place with the Philadelphia 76ers at the sixth game. Would you believe me? I mean, yeah. I mean, after, you know, six games, sure. Thank you. That 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 was the answer that I was hoping for this whole time. Thank you. I mean, sure. Like I said last week, though, we have to and wait till 10. Give us 10. Give us 10. Give us 10. But there was That's some pretty good basketball games played uh, for this week, though. Um, Absolutely. You know, I'm definitely going to be attending one that will be rather, you know, rambunctious of me. Mm-hmm. Um, this upcoming Friday, uh, I'll be attending the Mavs game against my New York Knickerbockers. So that should be fun. But that should be awesome. I mean, and then we got to get that podcasting beast over there out to Houston to watch his Rockets play. So I think that'd knows, be awesome maybe, too. Maybe, maybe that'll be something that we'll arrange for Christmas or around the Christmas holidays area. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll do my best. So all I can do. <laughs> but uh, six games in, of course, we just got to talk about who's top of the East, who's top of the West, because if not, people are going to ask us. They're going to tell us that we're not really talking about this team, but. I think mainstream media does such a great job covering this top team in the West that we don't need to say anything. 
I mean, but there is something that you want to say. Oh, I already said it at the intro. <laughs> I already said it at I the mean, intro. I mean, the, I mean this, this is this is why you know NBA coverage from mainstream media sucks because they and and it's the same deal with NFL for you know certain analysts because they would say something one day and do a complete 180 on the other day. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Doc and I, you know, we have a thing going on, especially with me where, you know, I would give these real like media, mainstream media type answers to things, which is pretty much, you know, a cup half full. And it just turned into just me being able to remit the statement later because I didn't necessarily commit and I didn't necessarily, you know, not commit to anything, you know, and, sure. and we, and I tend to say this in jest and, and doc knows that I always, you know, I'm not, I'm never serious about this. You know, I just say just to get a, a rise out of him, but yeah. that's what the media does. You know, they, they say these statements and then they don't follow through their statements. And then when they, you know, when people call them out for it, well, I don't remember saying that. You said it. It was on air. We have it recorded. You can't you can't stop us from seeing it. Like it's there. We can hear it. I yeah, I, I think explain it to me. I definitely get it. And and of course the team that we're talking about is of course the Lakers, because now suddenly everyone wants to talk about Dwight Howard. And I asked the doc earlier today, I said, When's the last time the media talked about Dwight Howard in a positive light? Okay, I'm glad you added positive light. Positive light. Because that, see, you see where that keyword positive is? That's important. If you didn't say positive, I mean, I was going to go straight to negative. I mean, straight to negative. Dwight Howard, I would have went straight to negative. I, I, I see what you did there. But but that's my point, though. Like, they was just over here, you know, talking about Dwight Howard like he's some kind of clown. You know, and right. now they're saying, oh, well, is Dwight Howard back? You know, because the Lakers are, you know, top of the West, only by percentage points, of course, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, you know, top five in defensive ratings. Absolutely. But, but I even told this to Doc. I'm like, yeah, they should be top five in defensive ratings if you had two seven-footers starting. But these are just not the same seven-footers that I grew up loving. So, I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah, but these are, you know, these aren't the these aren't the seven footers of the nineties, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, they're stronger, faster. You know, one of them's Anthony Davis. Right. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with oh, this. No, I'm I didn't not, wanna, I'm not, uh, no, no, they're not getting that. They're not getting that. Okay. But I like, didn't want to interrupt. Like, my problem is is like I don't want to get to the point to where I have to provide a report. On this very podcast, letting people know how many ESPN, Bleacher Report, you know, FS1 clips, news media articles were about the Los Angeles Lakers. Not since the beginning of this season, but since the beginning of last year's playoffs. Right. And I'm pretty sure the number is going to be staggering. Like, I could probably assume that 70-something percent of coverage of the NBA was about the Lakers or a player from the Lakers. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's – I think you read it earlier. Is LeBron the MVP? 
And then I heard one report. Anthony Davis considering going to the Bulls. 20 like, minutes later. 20 minutes later, Anthony Davis says he never said he was going to the Bulls. So it's like they just kind of make up stuff as they go along. Of course they do. You know, and, and it goes back to what we were talking about as far as, you know, integrity in, mm-hmm. in, in sports reporting. Like, where has that been? At, at, that literally has been, you know, null and void. And there's only certain, you know, analysts that I enjoy listening to, specifically like Jalen Rose. Like, Jalen Rose, no. And Jalen right. Rose would write during the offseason as well. Because he's in a no. Unlike, you know, people like Chris Broussard, who is still trying to pick up the pieces of his reputation for the Kawhi Watch thing. But, Kawhi Watch, man. You know, some other storylines that no one's talking about. Uh, the Denver Nuggets have been, you know, not playing as efficiently as they was last year. You know, sure. and, and I want to ask you, Doc, do you think that the league has finally figured them out? It's only been six games. <laughs> I, you, but you, you, saw, you saw why I asked the way I did, right? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're asking a lot of questions there, and I'm looking, and I'm just like, I mean, I'm the, just going to wait till I get to at least 10 before we it's, start. It's a rhetorical question. You know yes. it's a rhetorical question, but yes. but that's an example of what we're dealing with. You know, if, if a mean, team isn't like perfect, well, now there's something wrong. Well, and that's the way it's kind of weird because I mean, clearly you know, we can switch gears from the Lakers and look at some of the other teams, but you know, like I and, and I was gonna get to the actual team that we're going to talk about because we we have you know things to talk about with this particular Western Conference team. Well. Skipping past that, I mean, I was just going to say, like, just looking at if we were going by, like, the games that we've seen so far, you know, obviously, let's say the Bucks beating the Raptors this past week. It's like if we looked at that and said, oh, my God, that's a precursor. I mean, obviously, the Raptors beat the Bucks in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. uh, but it's only been six games. Only been six games. And that's some people point. have. Some people have new players. Uh, some people, you know, have, you know, new coaches. So we got to just let, we got to let it, come on. Like, just let, let them it breathe, Let them man. feel it out. I mean, people people are getting together for the first time. And granted, we haven't even seen Paul George and Kawhi play together yet. Exactly. So let's hold off. Let's hold off. People people. are like, it's funny because like people like, you know, the Clippers aren't as good as we thought they were, you know, acting like they're overrated. And it's only seven games for them that they played so far. And they still have a point differential of just shy of nine points. You know, I don't know. Like, and that's without Paul George. Are you kidding me? Without Paul George. And that's, it's going to be crazy when he comes back. But speaking Absolutely of crazy. speaking of Western conferences, and we have to talk about your Rockets. Okay, what about them? They're good, right? I am now a believer of Doc's okay. theories. They're no longer theories; they're now facts. Of the disrespect that James Harden's been getting this year, it is. James Blatant Harden has been balling. 
hard. Blatant disrespect. And, of course, there's probably maybe two, well, one other game, because they lost three, that I felt like they could have definitely won. Like, it was well within their, you know, realm to to come out of that game with. Of course. Of course. But I wanted to ask you, Doc, because it was something that I saw yesterday that caught my eye. Uh-oh, don't let me... I saw eye. a video by a YouTuber, and his name is uh, X the Black Ranger, where he discussed how the Houston Rockets got screwed in the playoffs the past we two get- seasons. I mean, if people would just go back and listen to my rants over and over and over, I mean, hello, I, mean, I said was, that. It was it was almost like Doc was just talking to me through the TV. <laughs> I mean, I've said it countless times. I don't even know, I know. People, people, what people, else I People looked at you like you were just being a hater, or if anyone who defended the Rockets, they were just being, you know, Rocket fanboys and haters on the on – the, um, on the Warriors and all this other jazz. But if you really look, you know, and we keep, we keep telling people this a lot of times, like if you just look, just watch the game, just watch it. Because if you're only going off of, if you're only going based off of what you hear for the media, then you're only getting 3% of the full story. And I'm, and I'm using 3% as a euphemism because what they're really saying is more of a biased opinion than an unbiased analysis of what's going on. So the more people who keep drinking this Kool-Aid, you know, the more people that's going to be spewing these things in, you know, your barbershops and at jobs, you know, on the court playing over there on eight court, like just Mm-mm. spewing these very same things that they hear the media talk about but they're completely wrong or they don't really have any basis for their own opinions. And, and that's one of the things that we always ask, you know, you, the people to always have, you know, don't, don't just say that, you know, someone's the best of all time because, you know, he has all these huge stats, despite the fact that he played more seasons than another person, or you're not accounting for, you know, pace of play and the way the game was played between generations. Absolutely. But I mean, I mean, and then that brings us right back to James Harden, because it's like he, I believe, evolves his game every year. Yes. Uh, but but I guess back to what you were saying about this guy and the playoffs. <laughs> he just wanted to get right back to that because he knew he was completely right, though. He was just. I know the one thing that you were so mad about was the one game where we literally talked a whole week about landing zones for shooters right like that was the huge that was the the biggest story coming out of that particular playoff game was where can the shoot what where can the defender put their feet as the shooter is on his descent down from a shot absolutely first of all that's basketball one-on-one 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 like it used to not be that way in the nineties, and I've definitely had a lot of sprained ankles in my time, you know, sure. dealing with people doing that. But I mean, it's pretty much outlawed now. But now we're talking about it like, is it true or not? Right. 
Right. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's 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 water under the bridge now. It's old news. You know, can't worry about it now. You know, can't go back. All we can do is look forward and, you know, hopefully we don't get robbed again. Obviously, it's going to be kind of wide open because the Warriors are no longer the Warriors and you have, you know, more. It's going to be more opportunity. I mean, this this is a full year of just people trying to find out who they are. Yeah. And I mean, there are some teams that are going to be in the playoffs that you've never seen before and some that you're going to see that been there for a while and we just have to be ready for it. But again, let's get past the first 10 games. Absolutely. You know, which I mean, speaking of the first 10 games, some people are going to miss some of those games. Some people are going to miss even (laughs) more than the first 10 games. They're going to be missing 25 Hawks forward. John Collins was dinged on testing positive for uh, human growth hormones. Um, So he violated the NBA anti-drug program is now serving a 25 game suspension without pay. As well as DeAndre Ayton. Yes. You know, and you know, Collins, well, Ayton definitely was, the you know anchor for a very surprising i'm using air quotes because it's still very very early in the season uh Mm -hmm. phoenix suns team you know being the defensive anchor for them and you know being their primary uh shot blocker and i think also one that you know didn't really get as much headline um but i believe wilson chandler is also serving that suspension as well yes yes he has i mean They didn't really go, you know, we didn't really get too much information on that kind of probably breezed by us, but um, there's only certain, once again, the problem is they keep talking about the freaking Lakers. Yeah. Um, But I mean, also we had that, that brawl. um, Really? (laughs) Really? Really? Are you, you really want to call that a brawl? I mean, we're talking it, about it two was, two grown men who can't even throw a flipping punch. I saw that some is, eye gouging. Really, really, I saw some eye gouging. Really, really. really? Hey, Where are let we, me are, tell you something. Are, are are what? What? Those eye that eye gouging cost them almost uh, four hundred thousand dollars. We 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 know females back in Jersey who can fight better than that. Absolutely, but and and they can I mean, straight box. Maybe they didn't want to get you know. No, I don't know how much. No. I don't know how much it is per punch. No. I mean, I don't know how no. much it is Stop. per punch. Stop. They might have been like, oh, I don't want to throw a punch because I don't want to get you know my fine to be higher. You know what? Then don't sit there and have these little scuffles. Then because it wasn't a fight, it wasn't a brawl, it wasn't a melee, it wasn't any of those things. It was just them barking at each other, trying to poke each other in the eyes. Heck, professional I, wrestling is more violent than what we saw there. I feel like they got more suspended time than Chris Paul and Rondo at one point. I can't remember if they got more than that. I feel like they only got one game, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like the NBA has and always will be S-A-W-F-T. Soft? And until... We understand how much the rules have lessened the intensity, mm-hmm. because there's no in, there's no like enforcers at NBA anymore. Like we don't have those yeah. goons out there anymore. We don't. 
We don't. Like, there were, there's only a few tough guys, legit tough guys in the league. Like guys that you don't want to fight. Like if they get in the middle of a of a you say air quotes again, melee, everyone's gonna depart because they know they don't want to throw hands with them. You know, David West true. was a prime example. No one wants to get in front of David West like that. Agreed. Agreed. Like what? Uh, but hopefully we get good basketball. I mean, hopefully we can continue to get, you know, good basketball. I mean, there are some people who are really, really you know, obviously defensive-minded players, they are still out there. You know, oh, you have yes. your P.J. Tuckers, you yes, know, you have I mean, your Kawhis. Defensive-minded players is one thing. We're talking like, you know, the the Charles Oakley, you know, that, that – But those people aren't born anymore because exactly. – they're not, not, I won't say born. Those people aren't bred anymore because we don't – I don't think – Those this, people don't – those people aren't allowed to leave is what you're trying to say. No, I didn't say that. They are allowed in the league. I say that. I don't because, think that. Because I don't think that's the case. If they can't shoot the three, then they ain't no. gonna be there. No, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. I don't. I'm not buying that. <laughs> I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that, and I'm not even. I'm not even gonna let you have that. I think that if somebody came in with a mindset of the '90s, they would be embraced in the league. It might be hard for them if they if it, it would be hard for them if they don't shoot the three, but somebody like let's say Sean Kemp came in the league right now, which I guess technically is a you know if I looked at Zion who can actually shoot a jumper, Zion the way he dunks would be the Sean Kemp right now. If Zion had a Zion, nasty streak on, to him, hold on, Zion hasn't played one game yet. Let's pump. I'm the just going by. I'm just going by what Let's I've seen. Let's the brakes on that. Like we haven't seen him legitimately oh, yam on people. He has yammed on people. I've seen him. We're talking on this level in the preseason. Regular, I know you don't love preseason, but he, no, he yammed on stop. people. I I can't. We're, we're, we're oh my god! Subject. I can't. Oh believe, my god! I can't really use the preseason oh. as an argument. Come so on. he can't dunk on people in the preseason and no. it counts for one. No. Oh my god! Even if it was starters. No, you want me to tell you why? Wow. You want me to tell you why it's though? Because I'm pretty wow. sure if the one of the people that he yammed on in the preseason with James Harden, you would not allow that. James Harden wouldn't get yammed on in the preseason. <laughs> First and foremost, you're arresting my case right now. No, he wouldn't. No, you're arresting my case. But if someone else got yammed on, which is more probable, I, I'm telling you, James Harden would, I don't think James Harden would ever get yammed on because he would never stand there. Um, but if I, it was I a preseason, I love how you're defending your boy too. I'm just saying, if it was a preseason and let's say Clint Capella or PJ Tucker was there trying to make a block, they would get yammed on. Possibly. Wow. Possibly. Wow. Um, but I don't know how much time we have in this, left in this segment, so let us uh, go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back with more Debate Amongst Friends. Welcome back. We're going to transition from the hardwood to the gridiron. Doc, we have a new number one in NFL Power Rankings. Uh was released earlier today. Wanted to get your thoughts on it. We have only one. And yes, folks, mm-hmm. we're not elaborating we're exaggerating one team that is currently undefeated and they are not in Foxborough. Well, give team, the people the top five. 
give the people the top five. I was gonna start. I was gonna start the top five yeah. right there. Come on, don't give, give, don't nah, don't, nah, you molly, the... don't you molly don't you molly me, sir. <laughs> oh my god! Give the people what they want. They want to know what the top standing five. Is. Go ahead at, and give it to them. Standing actually, you know one. you know what? Don't give them the top five in order. Just give them the teams in any order that you want. Starting at number one, we have the San Francisco 49 Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was saying you could have just named them and then we could have just went over it. Oh my gosh. No, like you literally changed it up like last minute. Come on, bro. <laughs> well, those people out there, they don't know. They're just like they're here with us and they're like, we want to hear what they got to say, but we're starting you know with what? number one. You're right. I mean, we'll start from the one, then I'll do the rest of them in random. Order. Yeah, random and randomize it. No they, they need, yeah, they need to hear all of this. But but we have to talk about whether or not the 49ers are now legit. You know, people keep saying, people keep wondering, you know, if the 49ers are here, you know, and, and 49ers fans really didn't have an answer for them. But now that they had the chance to look over it half the season, yeah, you know, they're starting to say, we're thinking that we're here. After well, they invested a lot. They invested a lot in their defense, so I mean, it makes yes, sense. Which is ironic because it was really you know the offense that carried well, they invested. The victory. And then they also brought in a few great players, and then at they the have. trade deadline, they, yep. they brought in somebody else. So I mean, it makes sense, but I mean, ultimately, you know, their defense is where it's been. And I mean, I hate the fact that you know, even though he's not a buck anymore. They lost Quan Alexander, mm-hmm. I believe, for the rest of the season. Uh, but I mean, ultimately, they've been a pretty solid team. They have been, um, which goes back to how people would just—I wouldn't necessarily say undermine is the right word, but like they didn't—they didn't really think that this team is legit. But we were, but we now have eight—you know—weeks of them playing. You know, nine overall because you know how that is, but. We have eight games, you know, which is more than enough of sample size to, you know, see that they're they're pretty legit. Um, we don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna play out for them the rest of the season. Of course, we're hoping that there's right. injuries, of course, because we're never gonna wish that anyone. Mm-hmm. LeBron James. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, they could finish, you know, with home field advantage throughout the playoffs if they play their cards right you know but of course you know as we get towards the tail end of the season of course we have to start asking the questions about you know whether or not there needs to be players who need to be resting oh boy they're not resting because I know that's such a taboo topic for the doc well, this is what I'll say. The only reason I think we're talking about the 49ers, outside of the fact that they're you know playing really well this year, but ultimately we're talking about them so much because they played so bad last year. They played very bad last year. And, of course, they didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo because he was out for the whole season. Sure. But, once again, this is where having an offseason can change the fortunes for a team. You know, where you can acquire all these, you know, personnels that can help enhance, you know, the overall talent around you, you know, not to mention you get your franchise quarterback back because they paid Jimmy. They did. You know, and they acquired some really good weapons for him to throw to. 
you know, like and, 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 Sanders. and them having a really good run game also helps out as well. You know, we, we talk about this with the Packers, you know, and people want to call them contenders, but they forget that the 49ers played the same way. They don't have Aaron Rodgers, but they're still they really, really, really good. Well, and I mean, ultimately, like I said, people see the 49ers, how they played the last, not just last year, but the last several years. Last several years, since yeah. Been, since, they, since pretty much they've been to the Super Bowl. I mean, they've just been, they've just been disappointing. And I mean, it's been disappointing because of, you know, of course, the whole cap thing. And then, you know, they just went through this overhaul. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to fire the coach. You know, everybody must go. And now they're rebuilding and they're retooling. And, you know, the defense is really coming together. The offense is really coming together. I mean, everything's just working out for them this year. But ultimately, you're right. It is going to see see what happens toward the end of the season. If they get 11, 12 wins, do they start? Resting Garoppolo, do they, you know, break, you know, that um that momentum? Well, I mean, I think I think it all depends on when they clinch. Um, the well, that's why I say twelve games. Team. Yeah, yeah, it's about twelve, about twelve games, and you know, and like I said, I mean, they almost, I mean, the Bucks almost beat them. I mean, they they were close game in Washington in that rain monsoon bowl. Um, you know. Anything could happen. They could lose the rest of the season. Yep. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, give me another team, though. I mean, you said the Packers. Are the Packers in the top five? The Packers are in the top five. Yes. They're standing at seven and two. Seven and two. And I don't think the Packers offense is clicking as much as they want it to. Would you agree? I think this is one of those hiccup games that we see all teams deal with during the season, like especially really, really good teams. I mean, I'm not even talking about this last game. I mean, I'm just saying outside of their game. Yeah, outside of their game versus like Oakland. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jay Rich. I know Jay Rich is like out there. He's Oakland. (laughs) The shade. Um, Come on. Well, I mean, we, we said as being a season, you know, they're going to need a few weeks to click because they got a brand new coach at the helm mm-hmm. um, who's going to, you know, revise how the offense get played. And, you know, for a couple of weeks, we started to see that, you know, it's starting to click. But I don't think they have a true identity just yet. Um, sometimes it feels like they want to play a balanced attack. And then other times they just want to throw the ball with Aaron. Mm hmm. And and we're not just saying like you know Aaron you know throw the ball this time but you really should be running. We're talking like we're gonna have Aaron throw the ball too much, and it hurts the team because he's throwing it too much instead of really establishing that ground game, which is pretty much the issue with um, Packers teams with Aaron Rodgers you know behind center for the past few years actually. But they have a really really good um, running back core. Which is they which do. is something I, which is something that that we have been able to say about the Packers in a long time. Agreed, and I like you know I like Aaron and Aaron. I think the two Aaron's play really well, <laughs> but uh, I think Jamal Williams as a running back is also good. But Absolutely. I mean, I hope you know for my sake, you know, Williams doesn't get the touches because I need I see Aaron. Oh I need Aaron gosh. to get the touches, okay? That's what I need. I need Aaron and Aaron to continue to connect with one another. 
I know Jamal Williams is that, you know, change of pace back, but I need the AA to connect in this situation. But, um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I think ultimately outside again, out of that, that Oakland game, you know, we saw them have to, you know, battle it out with Kansas city and a few other games uh, that they had to really come through. Uh, but ultimately that's going to be another one where it's going to come playoff time. And that's when Aaron Rodgers is going to step up. And the question is, will the experience of someone like Aaron Rodgers, you know, dethrone the inexperience in the playoffs of, of a Garoppolo, if that was the case. That is a great question. And staying with the NFC, the Saints are also in the top five, standing at seven and one. Second, Which is, second week with Drew Brees is back. That's what I was going to say. Seven and one with most of the season not having Drew Brees. They're saying that Teddy Bridgewater is already drawing 20 to 30. $30 million contract offers next season. And this is also without Alvin Kamara. Yes. And I'm glad you say that part because I don't think people would was going to look at it like that. Oh, I have to because I'm not getting any points from Alvin Kamara. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I have to. I have no choice to accept that, you know, he's hurt and they're, they're resting him. For their playoff run, because it, it just makes sense. I mean, uh, why? I mean, they're, they're seven and one. I, I I hate to be the devil's advocate for Teddy Bridgewater, but I'm gonna have to be. I Uh-oh. feel like Teddy Bridgewater is a potential grenade because. Wow. And and here's why, and it's not because of Te- uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's an incredible quarterback, by the way. Wow. I think whatever team decides to pay him, they're gonna just expect them to play at the same level he did for those five games, but they'll just have some really, really bad personnel. I mean, it just depends because I think if you put Teddy Bridgewater, and I'm assuming you're talking about like if he went to like the Dolphins or something. Exactly. I mean, but I think if he went to a team like the Dolphins or, you know, you look at a, a lot of different teams, I mean, heck, I hate to say it, but I know we'll, we'll say Ill McKenzie wants, you know, if we get rid of Jameis, he's like, I'll take Teddy Bridgewater. If we're getting rid of Jameis, he wants to bring in somebody that he believes could be good in that offense. But ultimately, I think Teddy Bridgewater was really, really good in Minnesota. I Unfortunately, he, he just had very, a, he just had a bad, Minnesota. just had that bad injury. And if he doesn't have that injury, you know, we're not even talking about this. But uh, I think that if you were to put him in a situation where he has – you know, a solid offensive line in front of him, like the Saints, a good defense. I think he can he can be good. I can see the Broncos making a call. The Broncos are going to be making a lot of calls. Yes, they will be. Uh, they definitely will be. But the Saints defense is playing great as well. Um, and, and, I mean, that's been the, the same way. The same way you just said that video talked about, you know, the refs kind of robbing Houston the last couple of years, the, the Rockets. I mean, the Saints, obviously, the last two years have just not been on the, you know. Restable, stable list. It's not even just a ref. It's just like the ill-advised karma list. It's like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's too much voodoo going on in New Orleans. But Wait, I just thought about why, why it might be. It might be because of the bounty gate. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
<laughs> it might ask to be because of Bounty Gate. If you think about it, like, wow, like, Dang. that's that's eating your cake there, Yikes. unfortunately. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it. You're talking about the, the missed tackle of, of like, the, the, the worst missed tackle in the history of playoffs. Yes. And then the worst non-pass interference call of all time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They got, I don't a, new, know they got a new uh, rule added as a result. True. And at least they got fried chicken, I guess. At least they got fried chicken. <laughs> Shout out to the Leroy! Last two teams in the final, in the uh, top five in the power rankings. Uh, the Patriots and the Ravens. Which, honestly, and, and I wanted to talk about, I really wanted to talk about the Seahawks, but I know we'll get into the Seahawks uh, in the next quick segment here. Um, but obviously the Patriots are, I feel like they've always been in the top five. I feel like, I, I feel like whoever does these, you know, these uh, rankings, they don't even really, they start the season with the Patriots at the top, no matter what. Yeah, usually like, top three. It's like, this is like the easiest editing ever because it's like, oh, we don't have to ever move the Patriots because they're always in the top five. You know, and as long as Tom Brady is there, who's, you know, definitely going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, you know, Belichick first ballot, you know, oh, despite, you know, despite a lot of the quote unquote allegations, you know, they're going to go down as, you know, two of the, the greatest NFL contributors of all time. And like the only people in sports history to make it through kind of a, I guess, controversy <laughs> and make it to the end, you know, make it made to the it Hall of Fame. Several you know? controversies. Yeah, several. I mean, and it's like never scarred them at all. Nope. Um, but, but, and, and, you know, the Ravens, young up and coming team, you know, Lamar Jackson is just playing like the Heisman that he is, you know, like a, a great player that he is, that we all know him to be. Yeah. Um, ironically, you had two, you know, Louisville quarterbacks, you know, who were carrying their teams. You know, you had Lamar Jackson, you know, you had Teddy B. Both both guys solid in college. Lamar Jackson came in with a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder. And I'm glad he's out there showing him what he can do. Despite how high he got drafted, he still came in with a chip on the shoulder. Well, to him, it wasn't high enough. That's fair. But speaking yeah, of chips you. on shoulders, I think it's time for us to talk about this other team. The oh. biggest disappointment of the season, the Cleveland Browns. Well, I think, you know what it is? I think everybody bought tickets for the hype train way too early. And don't get me wrong, I expected Baker Mayfield to be better than this, but he's going through a sophomore slump, clearly. I agree. And I mentioned this when I hit the panic meter earlier. I didn't believe that Freddie Kitchens was the guy. I thought they should have kept um, Greg Williams. Greg Williams, yep. speaking of Bounty Gate. <laughs> speaking of Bounty Gate. Right. They kept, yes, they should have kept Greg Williams. And let him run that team because he just has a different style and it just works. But they didn't. 
So this is what you get. The Brown the Browns are who we thought they were. Yeah. Um, of course now there's the OBJ isn't happy, you know, stuff happening now, which I can understand where he's coming from now because the play calling, especially the last game, uh, was abysmal. You know, and a lot of it who, is because of play calling. Honestly, who likes who likes losing though? Nobody loves losing. He can I mean, stay a great to lose. He probably a, feel a like a great coach once said, you know, if you like losing, why are you playing? I mean, hello, you play to win the game. Hello. I mean, come on. So I don't blame him. He could have stayed in New York for this. I mean, he could, at least he could have been playing with, you know, Jones and, you know, he could have stayed at, stayed in New York, you know, um, I agree. could have coming out to Cleveland. Um, but, and, and I mean, I'm sure he couldn't have been happy losing to the Broncos. You no. know what I'm saying? No, no. Oh, no. Um, but they've had a few injuries. Uh, we won't, you know, we won't, you know, let them go without saying that they've had a few injuries, but, Ultimately, but they had a few team, injuries, but their offensive line is horrible. I mean, the problem is the expectation was for them to be a playoff team. That's what we all came into the season. Well, you. you know, not yeah. all of us, but you know, well, a lot I, of us. I can admit, I can admit that. But here's the thing, though. I said that before the media started jumping on this hype train. I mean, this hype train was, and then the like, media overhyped them. Like we're talking about, like. Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson money train hype. Wow. Like the train is coming. Wow. I'm just saying. I see, I see what you did there. I'm just saying. But, you um, want but to talk ultimately about the Seahawks, it didn't though. work out. Yes, um, because I really believe that they should have been in the top five of that list. I, I, and they're and and at number six right now. Yeah, and granted, you know, it's hard to say which team would have came out. Um, obviously, other teams are playing really well, but what Russell West? I almost did it. <laughs> I almost did it because I'm not talking about Westbrook. So I'm talking about Wilson. I almost messed it up. So, what Russell Wilson did not only against the Bucks, but what Russell Wilson has been doing all season is MVP worthy. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's really playing really, really good, and I don't think. You know, similar to what I said about, you know, James Harden, mm-hmm. it's pretty much what I'm going to say about Russell Wilson. I mean, the guy has thrown 22 touchdowns and only one interception. And, I mean, he's really, really dominating. And they, on the, on one hand, they just continue to keep getting better. I mean, they, they have a, a really, really good team. I forgot. All about Javadi and Cloudy until this past weekend. Um, when I'm looking, I'm like, oh my god, like they're stacked. Uh, and I just feel like that is a team. Them, you have the Packers, you have the 49ers, and the Saints. If we get those four teams in the playoffs, we're gonna have some of the greatest NFC battles that we've seen in a long time, probably since like the 90s. Cincinnati, it's going to be so awesome, and it's a shame that we're we're not talking about you know the Rams and the Bears and some of these other teams, but those four teams are where they're playing right now. It'll be must see TV, must see TV. It's going to be must see TV. But and 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 I completely agree with you. But this is what we were talking about. This is what we always talk about every single season. We want to mm-hmm. see a team gradually get better, and by the time the season ends, you know they're a top team in the league. 
Absolutely. And that's what we're seeing right now with the Seahawks. Because like I said, it's not about who you draft. It's really about, you know, how you do the, with the waiver wire. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and, and trades. I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. I agree with you. I do. Um, but you wanted to ask me something crazy about Jameis Winston and his glass half full theory. Yes, and we, we have about you know seven minutes left, so so I'll make this quickly. So please, there's been a lot of misconceptions about Jameis Winston, his play style, and the way that he approaches the game. And of course, you know Doc mentioned his post game conference. But I wanted to get Doc's take on the media saying that it's time to move on from Jameis and Jameis is just a turnover machine. I I can't even say anything. I mean, I don't know. I I think that he's – I will always say this. Jameis plays great against good teams. Where he struggles is against teams that we know he should beat. Yes. You know, and, and high-pressure moments like playing against Seattle, playing against Russell Wilson, you know, and here you are, a game, you know, that could turn around our season. I mean, we're, we were 2-6, and 2-5 and five or whatever. This could turn around our season. He had a great game. They had a better game plan, and we were able to execute. Unfortunately, we weren't able to execute in the red zone, you mm-hmm. know, settling for two or three field goals, but that's kind of how it's been for the last several weeks. Um, but this this particular last game, I think he showed enough improvement to where you start to think like, hey, maybe we give Jameis one more year, but he just can't string along several games of that same that same performance. Uh, but also, I think it has something to do with the play call. And also, like this game, he had more options of checking down. You know, he had more routes that were really, really working for him, Got getting the ball out of his hand quickly. But ultimately, it's going to come down to everyone. Everyone needs to step up, and everybody needs to play well. Not just Mike Evans, because Mike Evans is doing his thing. Mike Evans is playing like a pro bowler out there. Like, he may actually be a pro bowler. And that's how I feel like Mike Evans should be complaining more than Odell Beckham Jr. I will agree with you there. I will. I mean, and at and, least we have opportunities to win the game. Like we, we've been in every game. You, they have like, just. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> like people will be saying the total opposite about the Buccaneers that they won those games that they were. There were so many games that you should have won this year, including in it, like including this past Sunday against the Seahawks, which we're going to get to that story in a moment because something happened during this game that the doc read and hoped that would happen, and it actually happened. Well, you can't. I, I'm not. See, you know that, what? That's Just crazy. like you're not going to give me the preseason. I'm not going to give you this. I'm going to let it go. We lost, and that's that. Wow. <laughs> that's that. This segment is brought to you by Debate Among Trent. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, uh, we're going to have more as we do our uh, two minute drill after these messages. Ladies and gentlemen, at the end of every show, we like to do something called the two-minute drill, where we go over subjects that we didn't cover during the show, but are definitely newsworthy. My first topic here, Trent Williams announced that he came back, when he came back to the Redskins, 
he actually had uh, some a, a cancer scare, which he he says that the team didn't really care about, and that ultimately was in part to why he was actually holding out. Over to you, Prof. Want to give a big shout out and happy birthday to NBA legend Bill Walton, Jerry Stackhouse as well, Doc. Stack. All right. Um, my last two-minute drill here, Josh Gordon was actually released by the New England Patriots last year, oh, last year, last <laughs> week, and he was actually claimed by the aforementioned Seattle Seahawks, making their team even better than they were. Over to you, Prof. And finally... Uh, the Canada Cup 2019 was this past weekend. Notable people for Street Fighter V winner, Tokido. Uh, we also had Justin Wong finishing in the top eight. Uh, our boy Smuggles in the top 25, as well as K Brad. But the big news coming out of Canada Cup was in Tekken 7, our boy Mikhail Rosington, aka Mike Ross. Uh, finished in top eight. He's finished at number seven. And Mr. Ross also won Guilty Gear XRD Rev 2 in Canada Cup as well. And ladies and gen- gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for the week. Be sure again to like, comment, subscribe to all of our social media platforms. And don't forget, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to log on to anchor.fm and leave us those messages. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Debate Books, friends. Give us a follow on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to all of our Debate Amongst Friends podcasts here on Anchor, as well as Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. And like we always say, goodbye, and to all, a good night. L-E-S-G. Peace the ocean. Yay! Oh, thank you.